So welcome everyone to yet another episode of the People, Passion and Purpose podcast. Uh, so we've been on a trend of uh, getting a few coaches in. The last episode uh, was with a tennis coach. Uh, then uh, from tennis to evolving into the other side of coaching, coaching leaders, coaching uh, people. And uh, I'm very interested to learn about uh, what Shilpa has been doing and what she's done so far. Uh, she's also... Uh, somebody who's written a best selling book so it's called uh, play it full and uh, you know, there are there have been a lot of awards that have come her way and a lot of recognition as well so i uh, so 40 over 40 is somewhere so inspiring women to get to their version 2.0 beyond 40 uh, also named as uh, the 100 most inspiring one among the 100 most inspiring women across the globe uh, by kira asad south africa so a lot of interesting aspects that i want to just uh, kick start with uh, shilpa so thank you shilpa for coming on board i'm absolutely honored and happy to have you on the podcast uh, and well, let's kick start whenever you're ready absolutely this is my pleasure pungi thank you for the invite and i'm happy to contribute happy to share it with our audience here absolutely so um, what got you into coaching i think very very first question <laughs> what got me into coaching was my previous life you know what happens is usually in life we pick up a rhythm that rhythm may be fast it might be slow it might be average what i picked up was a rhythm which is below wow. average and i didn't even realize so i started with all this fire in the belly uh, in the initial years of my career and i didn't realize when i fell down into a slower rhythm into a blow average rhythm and i would have continued like that forever if not for my company after 16 years of my career if my company had not told me you know shilpa enough of it we don't need blow average people and you're free to go so this happened in 2018 where where when this happened i would say my biggest illusion about myself broke because i was captured in that midas touch i used to be known as somebody with the midas touch that's what people used to say in the initial days of my career and i was somewhere captured in that image and i didn't realize that you know slowly over the years as a lot of things happen you know especially with women you get married you have kids you're juggling with different priorities you become more of a juggler and you don't you're not giving your 100% and somewhere in the journey your career has gone in the back seat not that mm. you did it intentionally but unconsciously it has happened and you no longer have that my dust you've lost it long back i didn't realize it and when my company said that it was like i fell down from the sky because it was something that i had not expected and i i had pretty good education i had five amazing degrees you know i'd wrapped myself for a very awesome life and at this point 16 years into my career when i realized that oh my god i'm not contributing enough that was a wake up call for me so firstly i said you know i need to see what happened to me where did i slip how did i become a mediocre how did i start playing a mediocre game and that led me into a journey of self discovery where i started working with my coach to figure out my missing pieces you know where did they all go you know how did i become who i am today 
And as I found back my missing pieces, I realized that I can reconstruct myself again, you know. And when I actually put together all those missing pieces, uh, somewhere inside me, I started falling in love with that Shilpa. I started loving it, the way that she was glowing, the kind of achievements that she started cre creating. And in those, in, in that time frame only, I thought, if I could do it, other people can. Because my eyes started spotting a lot of other people who were operating as I was operating in those 16 years. You know, people who uh, unconsciously have fallen have have fallen prey to the average game and that's what led to my journey as a coach where I said you know I've done it I've filled my cup now it's my time to give back to the community to give back to the people because when these people get out of that mediocre zone and they start creating wins one after the other life would come full for them you know they, they would become alive and they will feel that they're actually creating something that they are proud of. So that led me as uh, that led me to my uh, to what I do currently as a coach for mid career professional, helping them create the next big thing in their career. Wow, fantastic! <laughs> when you were sharing, I could I could actually uh, uh, build a mental picture of how it was, to what what happened, how you came through. Uh, fantastic in terms of you know the story uh, that you have. The investment in terms of investing in yourself and giving back after you reached to a point. Uh, what's what's the biggest joy that you get in, in being that coach, being that enabler? The biggest joy? Wow, first time somebody has asked me this. Um, and uh, the joy it gives me is, I mean, it's very fulfilling. You know, it is one thing when you are playing your own game, you know, so the cricketers, when they play cricket, it is amazing when they hit those sixers and all. But when you enable somebody to hit those sixers, you know, it is amazing because their win becomes literally my win. That feeds into it directly, right? I don't need any credit, but I know the fact that they are playing there, the fact that they are having that joy on the field, the fact that they are out there, they've got from the side of the arena and they are inside the arena, fighting it, playing it, enjoying it, giving it the 100%. I love it. It gives me that fulfilled sleep in the night, which I didn't had for 16 years, honestly. You know, 4 a.m., I'll have these very disturbing thoughts that there's nothing amazing about me. What am I doing in this corporate life? Am I really proud of what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Everything has vanished because I'm literally living my life these wins that I'm creating and it is very enriching yeah I can I can completely uh, you know feel that feel that vibe of fulfillment in the way you share the passion that's clearly there uh, and you mentioned mid-career professionals uh, so I know also mentioned sixes and you know like we're still in the IPL fever um, just before today and you know uh, and CSK who won that uh, very famously known as the dad's army or the daddy's army very elderly cricketers, like some of them who are very experienced. And you shared something around the Midastat. So people, we've, we've known them as somebody who's already made a name for themselves and them to come and compete with somebody who's very young, very, you know, up and running. is a very difficult uh, proposition just, just by looking at it on paper. But as a coach, what are some of the nuances that you've observed over the years that's 
um, being like these are very strong limiting beliefs for people who are uh, there in their 40s or you know in their mid careers absolutely a lot of limiting beliefs crop up in your life i don't know from where but um you are a product of your belief system and if you believe and i've seen this pungi with not only people who are freshers but the people who are cxos of a company and pretty big companies 40000 50000 100000 people companies if they believe that i'm not good enough and it is surprising but it is you know because behind the designation behind the role they are all humans and they are getting into their 40s and the 50s then somewhere they feel that the fresh blood is there you know we cannot compete if we get out of job there's a insecurity because especially in india what i have seen is after a certain age it is you know it, it's not easy to get a new job you know it's a little bit of a limitation which we need to work as a society but that fear sets in and you know even if you've worked in technology for a long long time i believe that people with 20 25 years of experience in uh in uh, leadership executive leadership people at senior directors vice presidents they start believing that you know we don't know enough you know we don't know as much as others and you can see that these believe so um i'm not good enough i don't know enough i have become rusty or um you know others are better than me uh, i am an introvert there are thousands of beliefs you know what we tell ourselves you know it is like a little voice which is walking with you all the time and telling you know uh, you know shilpa you're not good enough or you've become rusty you know think about it it is feeding that into your mind and you come to believe that and when you come to believe that you start taking a back seat you know i'm not as good as i'm you know maybe i'm not making sense maybe i will make mistakes maybe others are judging me all the time you know what if something wrong comes out of my mouth so it leads you to take a back seat and that's where you know somewhere you start slipping into the average zone mm. yeah i completely agree so in terms of you know questions that um, people ask themselves in in uh, for themselves by themselves uh, versus on the outside there there's a there's a facade or there's that image saying everything is brilliant Yeah, uh, you know, they you are you are leading a huge company. There are questions on the inside. Uh, uh, there's a game that you play on the outside. There's a game that you play on the inside. Uh, and I think I've also heard this many many times that it's very lonely at the top. Uh, and also it's and I think even as 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 a generation, we are not really there in in uh, sharing our vulnerabilities openly. And uh, how how. do you make sure that you know people feel comfortable with you and share it as a coach because they it needs people to break open their shells and really uh, share their real uh, self with you as a coach if they want to see you know any progress at all absolutely so uh, when first of all i want to just take your statement where you said it is lonely at the top what i have realized pungi is it is actually not mm-hmm. it is not do it the right way you know so in the last few years since 2018 i had an opportunity to rub shoulders with the super successful people with the olympians with with people who have done amazing things in their life and they do it consistently and i see you know it's it's just a perception that people are lonely at the top i believe that they are taking their family along 
you know they have mm-hmm. got that proximity where you know people are uplifting just that some of us have failed to do that you know that's why we are saying it's lonely at the top it's it's not lonely it's just that those people are little choosy about who they want to be in their proximity mm-hmm. right so so that's one thing now coming back to your question about how do they open up i believe that behind that role behind that designation is just another human sitting right so one is the confidentiality like the first scare that we have is if i tell it to someone you know my fears if i voice out my fears the world will come to know about it so firstly them knowing when they are working with a professional they can be 100% assured and and i worked with my best friends and when i say best friends these are the people who i meet uh you know uh on weekends so you can imagine the closeness that we have the uh, you know how closely bonded we are but nothing out of that goes out to somebody else you know to a third friend it just doesn't go out because this is how the profession is it is about 100% confidentiality and i do hear stories of people how they have fought their fears how they have fought their insecurities their self doubts and what is it that they ended up uh creating in the end but there's never a name to it so this is the mm-hmm. first uh, uh confidentiality is the first thing there's never a name because most of them work at a very senior position in the corporates and a um, lot of things you know uh, we not a lot of things i don't even write in that story because they are like pretty much between them and uh, them and me but i would say firstly they need a safe space and if you can give them that a safe space where they can just be themselves they don't need to put their best foot forward enough of that doing it in the outside world you know bahut kar liya bahar here they don't need to step into their best form they they are not here to impress anyone plus they are not here to criticize themselves as well sometimes we are too hard on ourselves you know and i yeah. see shades of it in different people so there's no need to just beat yourself up for uh, who you have become or the kind of game you are playing it is about this being there in your most authentic form and literally what i do is looking into their life through their eyes in fact i use this word so much with them because their words are leading me to see what is happening in their life and based on that i experience what they are experiencing and based on that as a team we work together to help them move from what they are experiencing to what they would rather experience where they would love mm. to be i feel that safe space is the first step and then you know then only you know once you uh, i even say um, a lot of people a lot of people complain that our children are doing this and in our house there were never any teenage dramas because what what we do is uh, what what we fail to understand is we cannot just give the gyan you know it just doesn't go anywhere it has to be contextualized and before it is contextualized it has to be we need to reach a spot where that person is standing you know only then you can hold the hand and lead them through a journey it's the gyan which you are giving the person is not even listening they cannot even absorb it doesn't make sense so you have to literally go in their safe space make make sure understand that what is it that they are going through what are their fears what are like you can just dismiss it or you can work with them and you know lead them towards uh a better life a better career absolutely i think contextualizing what you're sharing not just you know giving gyan uh, so I, uh, whenever 
you know somebody asks me saying can you help uh, i usually ask them are you looking for advice are you looking for listening uh, so you yeah. at, at at a lot of times i think we'll be looking for somebody to just listen uh, and majority of my breakthroughs that have happened is is coming through a time when i'm listening to what i am sharing and and i feel oh maybe it's not that that bad or am i taking on something like this is it really what i feel so there are a lot of such spaces for us to reflect uh, you know share um, and if family comes along the way and you have somebody you know who you can just just be yourself with i think it's a brilliant uh, space for everybody uh, to be so uh, you know a lot of questions on the coaching uh, what's what shilpa's passion interest apart from coaching my passion interest i love to travel kungi mm-hmm. i love to travel soak myself in different cultures so um, it all started when when i started with coaching it was like i should be location agnostic i should be able to work from anywhere in the world at my will for how much time i you know i want to be so that i can literally be part of you know any small town around the world i can just literally stay there for a week or two week or a month and just work from there and this is what i love you know traveling exploring new places and uh, taking my family along so i'm a very family oriented and this is something which i really emphasize a lot of us as we move forward in our career we forget to take our family along you know and that's where it is lonely on the top that's where it becomes that so take your family because if family is with you you know one you will never have to create that facade because family is looking straight into your eyes you know my girls my husband they walk with me and they're part of part of what we do so we can every day get up and look into each other's eyes and say you know we're doing good or we are not doing good so there's an element of truth when you know when you don't have to live that facade so i love to travel i love to spend time with my girls my uh, husband he's also a coach um, and we love you know uh, we love to spend time with each other so literally with coaching we have married once again you know taking our taking our marriage to the next level where you know we understand each other more and we see we, we are literally you know growing growing with each other basically it's mutual growth together walking the path and that makes it fun mhm so yeah so you also partner with people in terms of coaching and your partner is also a coach <laughs> yes yes absolutely uh, and and uh, uh, traveling anywhere and being uh, coaching for you know basically working from anywhere is a gift uh, post 2020 you know it it's become a gift for a lot of us um, yes traveling gives its own set of uh, space in terms of food culture traditions uh, very very amazing stuff in terms of you you will get to learn a little more about yourself and uh, on that uh, note uh, what are some of the things that you've unlearned about yourself maybe you know your version 2.0 to 1.0 what's the delta what i've unlearned is that my introversion it's not a weakness and i think that has been the biggest learning for me because all my life i used to tell myself punki that it is natural that i don't want to go to those lunches in the office you know team lunches evening drinks friday drinks and all that um and you know i would say this is not my thing i would rather go home early i don't know how many 
um, people are able to resonate with me. But I used to literally think that I would rather finish my work and go home early to my family rather than going and, you know, wasting my time with that. Then I realized that my introversion actually had made it an excuse to not go out in the world because this was my comfort zone. It was a well that I had built to keep myself safe. You know, I don't have to talk to those people. And if I don't have to talk, I don't have to prove anything. I will just be happy doing what little, little stuff that I'm doing little bits and pieces. So I created those walls. And I didn't realize that those walls were keeping me safe, but they were also blocking a lot of love, a lot of growth, a lot of progress, a lot of emotions, a lot of friendships, relationships, connections, proximity. And when those walls broke, you know, and it took time to do that. I was amazed by what, uh, you know, uh, it treated me to. I always thought that I fumble while speaking, you know, and I still do. But even with my fumbling, I have been to TEDx three times. You know, I've spoken on that stage. Uh, I coach people and I realize that it is not about being the best speaker. It is about doing things with passion, giving it your all, doing things with your heart. And it can create the result like you can't even imagine. So you surprise yourself every day. So I think my introversion, which kept me in a corner of a floor, whether it was Deloitte, whether it was uh, Tech Mahindra, whether it was the startups that I worked for, Westpac, I was always invisible. You know, somebody who was the extra one, somebody whose existence didn't even matter, somebody who was the last in the queue, somebody who was given tasks which the rest of the team would not even want to do and she was doing all those little bits and pieces feeling amazing about what she was doing but actually you know she was an extra burden on she was there invisible not known no relationships obviously I had to I had to fail obviously I was lead, leading myself to that so when I let go of that uh, that excuse of introversion and rather made it my strength that I'm an introvert, which means that I connect with people, you know, and I speak from my heart. I may speak less things, but what I say, it makes a difference. I think that was a big aha moment for me. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I, I completely agree that, uh, you know, I think there was another TED talk around uh, the power of introverts, uh, what we can do in an organization or general setup of uh, where we are. Uh, I also am uh, was an introvert. I switch between introverts, extroverts whenever I want to. Uh, I, I completely subscribe to that idea that uh, what is what you feel is a thing that's holding you back could actually be looked at a way in which you can really reverse the uh, the way you're looking at it and look at it as a strength. Uh, and uh, since you already shared in terms of the TEDx space. Uh, so how's that experience? I think I also want to talk about uh, Plateful uh, as well. So you can take it in whichever order you want to answer it. Absolutely. So TEDx, it was a dream come true, uh, especially for an introvert like me, you know, when the first TEDx was there. So um, I, uh, it's, it's, um, Amazing, but I got this visualization in the shower. So one day I was in a shower and I visualized that I'm on this stage. There was no name for the stage, but you know, there were thousands of people in front of me. It was dark. My family was there in the backstage giving me flying kisses. My coaches were sitting in the front seat. And I had this very intense visualization. And there was blue light, you know. 
and um, somewhere in that moment only i think um, i said i need to go be on that stage and uh, it happened it happened i think within a year or maybe a little more than a year it happened so i was on that stage literally living that thing so that visualization was so strong everything was as per that except the blue light there was a red light you know because <laughs> i i didn't realize at the time that tedx light is is um, red but that was the only difference you know the voices were the same the claps were the same what i was feeling standing there was the same so that's how the experience was and uh, you know uh, then came you'd go one you do it once you realize it's not that difficult you know uh, there are enough tedx events happening and if i have a good idea you know there are people who are ready they don't want the best speaker in the world they just want somebody who can pass on a message with a story with a with a powerful you know with powerful illustration that's all they are looking for and even if i fumble it's fine so that led me to my other two tedx talks uh, one is about introversion and the other one is about interviews and uh, yeah so the third one is yet to come because i just gave it in philadelphia um, this month but yeah it has been amazing to see that uh, the first win is always difficult but then after that what you have to do is just replicate that model and you can recreate those wins because you are not giving way to any of the excuses that you were clinging to so far absolutely i think once you do it you and you realize that it's not that difficult that's a game changer absolutely and then going back to your question about playful see i didn't forget so playful <laughs> is about um you know coming from mediocrity and my mission is murdering mediocrity and it was like if when we murder the mediocrity what is it that we do what does it mean and then i realized that playful is about giving it your all so it is about the triangle of life i call it the triangle of life on one side there's your achievements which is uh, your role your designation the money that you make the wins that you create one side it is your relationships your relationships at home uh, at the workplace in the community in the world at large and the third arm of the triangle is your health uh, physical emotional mental health and you need to play it full across all the three areas you know if you if by chance any one side is ignored any one arm is ignored the triangle will collapse so that is how the played full concept was uh, you know it was conceptualized that mm -hmm. we need to pull across all the areas of life and we cannot ignore because this is literally what happens we start with our career and as we start with our career we go a long way we we focus you know how those bachelors you know people who are unmarried they spend a lot of time in the office and then we realize that you know beyond uh, uh, that we realize that they are spending so much time working till late hours uh, because career is their primary thing and then as you grow up in the career ladder you realize your family is left behind you have not taken care of the relationship you go back you hold your family's hand you walk and you realize you don't have the energy left because you have ignored your health so all three need to go together and that's what is playing it for wow <laughs> And that is that is amazing. I think uh, three arms coming together. Uh, you know, I could visualize the triangle in terms of you know our relationships, our health, our, the role that we play. I think uh, 
you know that's that's some set up in a lot of uh, formats and i think also there's a power to three things uh, you know everywhere you know three of them get together uh, they were then they were three and then really uh, a very succinct way to understanding uh, how this is and uh, uh, you know as coaches we're always curious and uh, curious to find how did this murdering to murdering mira uh, mediocrity uh, really come through as as an idea as a and as that uh, phrase or you know metaphor yeah so look mediocrity is what i realized i had wrapped myself in so it was my moment when you know my company let me go and i was like kind of left on the road what happened you know it was that state of shock and then i realized mediocrity is what i had become part of a mediocre game uh so that's where mediocrity came and then when i was looking for a very very strong word of what do we do about this mediocrity and i remember listening to a podcast i forgot who that was person was and he used certain words and out of that suddenly the word mediocrity uh, murder murder struck me and that's where murdering mediocrity was born and you know literally my mission and i think uh, i i totally believe in it having lived that life of a mediocre and having murdered it and having enabled a lot of people to get out of that mediocrity i feel that that is very much in my heart it is very close to my heart and it does wonders fantastic so and you know, sometimes life missions can actually come from uh, another podcast of uh, interesting words like murder which you associate with something uh, not the most pleasant of ones and then um, you know putting it with something else brings you uh, a complete new ball game altogether <laughs> yeah absolutely and some people you know i get asked a lot of times on linkedin a lot of people approach me that this is really interesting and some people have positive things most people i would say 90% people have positive things but 5 10% you meet those people say isn't murdering a negative word and i say <laughs> i want to have that impact you know in your brain because we you know not all the time false positivity is required you know i want it to have the right impact and that's why i have Uh, chosen such a strong word because it just flips your life when you murder the mediocrity you know no other word i could think the only word i can think about is crush but you know nothing as close to murder it's the strongest word that i could have chosen absolutely i think it did it, it invites people to look at it the second time saying hey what's this <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, you know shilpa we've had a very very interesting set of conversation and uh, uh, in terms of you know maybe around the 3 or 4 minutes left for us in the conversation if you had to uh, share some of your thoughts to the audience in terms of whoever is looking at uh, murdering their own mediocrities what would you share what i would say is um it is just get hold of your time 9 to 5 a lot of people will say that's not in my control but what do you do after 5 to the 9 o'clock in the morning just focus on that what is it that you are doing how are you leveraging time your time that time that downtime because what you do there defines whether you are you are slipping into the mediocre game or you are uplifting your life so spend some time you know restructuring how you spend that time 
and from that pull out pull out some time where you can which can pave way for the future which is pointing the needle forward because it is easy to get stuck in the day to day rut which i got stuck in because it's a hamster wheel you know every day you go to office you come back or you work from home you strap up your work you you know spend some time with your family make dinner eat go to sleep watch some tv probably before going to sleep and the next day again it starts so it is it is easy to get caught in the day to day rut but what really makes a difference is what you do beyond those 8 9 hours how are you spending that is it is it uh, just to do what is day to day or is it something that is propelling your way forward so have control on that time even if you can get control on i would say 2 hours or even 1 hour out of your day on that and you can spend time in reading and i would i would strongly suggest a coach to everyone i have a coach i coach people i have a coach my husband is a coach he has a coach our girls have got their coaches and the best coaches in the world because it depends you know it the quality of the coach impacts the results that you create so um either go for a coach or read some good books or you know um work with mentors you know but but get something in your routine which is pushing you upward because if you're not growing you know literally i would say it's you're dead literally anything that is not growing is just there stagnant mm. thank you thank you for sharing uh, you know your experience your words of wisdom um, your experiences with you know tedx uh, writing the book um, the three uh, three arms of playing it full uh, and uh, right spin a fantastic uh, thing and there there are lots of things that i've learned uh, you know it's not that lonely at the top if you take your family along uh, not just maybe family but anybody else that comes along with you um, and your experience i think in terms of working with leaders some of the limiting beliefs what makes you happy uh, there was a lot that we covered in close to 25 30 minutes um, which for me is a learning uh, i take that out that it's possible to do that in the half an hour i'm i'm a fan of a longer version of this but then uh, uh, very very amazing and uh, also thank you to uh, jigyasa for you know putting us through and uh, uh, just just for a note in terms of the audience as uh, this podcast uh, shilpa and i meeting and meeting for the first time ever so we <laughs> uh, not yes. person who not met virtually either so this is something that happened uh, just like that and uh, uh, a message came on linkedin saying you know there's somebody who, who uh, i would like to have on a podcast would you be interested i said why not uh, let's see where it goes and uh, we're here <laughs> absolutely and that also shows pungi that me as an introvert can work with anyone and you <laughs> you know you can step into your introvert avatar and your extrovert avatar you know anytime so yeah we are no not strangers anymore and thank Absolutely. you for this opportunity yeah thank you so much yeah